I titled this message, The Hidden Kingdom. The Hidden Kingdom. I thought about secret kingdom. The kingdom of God is here. It's truly a kingdom. In um, John chapter 18, verse, beginning from verse uh, 36, Pilate, right before Jesus went to the cross, Pilate had heard a lot about Jesus being the king, the king of the Jews. And Pilate wanted to know from Jesus, and I'm sure if you, live, if you, if you, if you lived in his time, I knew he, I believe he had heard so much about Jesus. You, could, you couldn't live in the time of Jesus without hearing of him raising the dead. You may not believe it, but you know, the word is out there. He's heard so much about Jesus. And now Jesus is standing before him and, and he's heard about him being the king of the Jews. And he knew he had been delivered to him because of jealousy. He knew the politics of the time, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the Sanhedrin. He knew all of that. He was familiar with this. But he didn't know Jesus. He's never met him. That was the first time he was meeting Jesus. And he wanted to know from Jesus if he was the king. As far as he was concerned, uh, Caesar was the king. So he wanted to know from Jesus, he says, are you the king of the Jews? That was his question. Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, the, is that coming from you? Or somebody told you that about me? And Pilate replied, I'm not a Jew. They're saying it. But I want to know from you. And then Jesus didn't answer whether he was a king or not. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. The kingdom is here, but it's not from here. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause, I was born. For this cause, kingship is a cross. For this cause, I was born. And for this cause, I came into the world. That I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth, hears my voice. Pilate wanted to know whether Jesus was a king. Jesus said, you said, right, I'm a king. But my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not from here. If my kingdom were of the world, then my servants would fight for me so that I wouldn't be delivered to your hands. Now, what that means, if, you're, if a king is delivered or is caught, is captured, that's the end of his kingdom. If a king has a kingdom, his kingdom has been, has been defeated, and now he's captured and bound, his kingdom has come to an end. Uh, but with the case of Jesus, Jesus is saying to the man, this kingdom is not of this world. It's not from here. 
The kingdom came from heaven. I am truly a king. But you binding me is not going to end the kingdom. You remember Jesus said, if, if, don't you realize I could call legions of angels to fight for me, but I'm not doing that? Because with Jesus, him going down means the setup of the kingdom. In the natural, when you capture the king, the kingdom is over. But in the spiritual kingdom, when you take the king, that's the beginning and the setup of this new kingdom. You can't see the kingdom because it's coming from above. And he's here to stay. So that's what Jesus said to him. And then he said to him, for this cause, this business of this new kingdom, that's why I came into the world. To set up this new kingdom. That's why I came as the king of this new kingdom. A hidden kingdom that you can't see with your eyes. For this cause I came into the world. That I should bear witness to the truth. You see, the king rules through his truth. If you embrace the truth, you're part of the kingdom. And everyone who loves the truth and embraces the truth, that's the one that is a part of the kingdom. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. You listen to the king if you are of the truth. And then when you listen to the king, you become a part of his kingdom. He is the king. The king, the king rules even in our midst. He is here. The kingdom is here. The kingdom is here. You don't have to look for the kingdom in the natural. In Luke 17, verse 20 and 21, it says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come, they wanted to know when is the kingdom coming? When is the kingdom coming? Jesus answered and said to them, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. You can't see it. When it comes, you're not going to see it. But it's here. Notice what it's called. The kingdom of God. I'm glad to be a part of that kingdom. I want you, every one of us here, to be a part of this hidden kingdom. This is the kingdom that will last forever. Everyone who is of the truth, if you love the truth, the real truth in life will come into things. If you love truth, you will embrace this kingdom. If you love a lie, you reject the kingdom. Jesus says the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see there or see here. For indeed, the kingdom of God is where? Within you. The kingdom of God is within you. If you have accepted the, the truth, the word of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, if you love the truth, then there is a kingdom inside of you. And the king is inside of you. 
He is the king. But he says, everyone who loves the truth, everyone who is of the truth, hears my voice. So I can hear God's voice. And if you can't hear God's voice, and if you don't love the truth, you are not part of God's kingdom. And believe me, every other kingdom is going to vanish away. When it's all over, there is only one kingdom that is going to be up. Daniel, Nebuchadnezzar, God gave him a vision. These kingdoms. And now we are defeat, you know, where you have nations with iron and nations with clay, powerful nations, and Botswana, United States and Botswana, they're working together, United Nations. And he says, in the days of those kingdoms, then the new kingdom is established here on earth. And every other one destroyed. So if you are not part of this kingdom, this hidden kingdom, you will not exist with God forever. This is the kingdom of, the, of, of God. The kingdom is within you. Can you imagine if God's kingdom is inside of you, what kind of person do you think you are? We don't think about it. That's why Jesus said the kingdom of the, the children of this world are in their generations wiser than the children of light. Because we're not thinking what we carry. What's inside of you as a Christian? You carry the king. Remember the kingdom is within you. And if the kingdom is within you, then the king must also be within you, right? And, and so everywhere you go, you carry the king. But you believe you are behaving as if you're just ordinary. I read in Corinthians, Paul says, you Corinthians are acting like ordinary men. He said, I wonder, we're ordinary men. What do you make us to be? But no, in the mind of God, you have the king living inside of you. That's why Isaiah 54 verse 17 says, No weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, he says, you must condemn it. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. That's your inheritance. It is the heritage. That's what belongs to you as a servant of God. God the king lives inside of you. You should never be afraid of anything that comes against you. Because the king lives here. And there is a kingdom living inside of me. I got nothing to be afraid of. No fear, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, condemn it before it sees the light of day. Condemn it. He says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And then he said, and their righteousness is from me. Because you can't be a part of the kingdom unless there is righteousness. But my righteousness came from him. And you got to embrace that righteousness. The one you have is called filthy rag in Isaiah. Get rid of the filthy rag. And take God's own righteousness inside of you. And every time Satan sees you coming, he says, here comes trouble. But the trouble is, most Christians, every time they see Satan coming, they say, here comes trouble. It's reversed. It's reversed. It's reversed. Let me say this to you. I need to go back to scripture because it's so important. I like to stay with scriptures, okay? That's just me. Because uh, I was deceived once 
When I was a new Christian, I paid the price. And after that, I, I, I stopped talking to people. If you can't show me what you're saying from Scripture, I don't want to talk to you. I don't need emotions. I don't need anything. Because I see that God confirms with words with signs following. All I have to do is believe the word. If I don't believe the word, I can't make him act. You can cry all you want. You can't make him act. He feels sorry for you, but he's not going to do anything. He demands faith. Amen. And that's what he demands. So all I know is believe the word. But I don't want to believe a lie. Because God will not confirm a lie. He is not obligated to confirm a lie just because he feels sorry for you. Then he agrees with a lie. He's not going to do that. So I like to stay with scriptures. His death meant the death of the power of Satan. Totally death. Notice I didn't say the death of Satan. I said the death of his power on mankind. If you read in Revelation chapter 12, he says, beginning from verse 9, he says, So the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old called the devil and Satan. So what serpent are we talking about? You remember the Garden of Eden? Yes. That serpent of old that deceived Adam and Eve. Who deceives the whole world. The same serpent. He's still deceiving the whole world. Was cast out to the earth. He's here. You want to hear the news? The serpent is here. To deceive. And his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and what? And the kingdom of our God and what? And the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast out. You know what it is? It seems like, where was the power of the kingdom before before Satan was cast out? Have you thought about that? It says now, after he was cast out, right? Now is come salvation and strength the kingdom of our God, the power of his Christ. So, it didn't exist before. Let me give you some understanding by the grace of God. Everywhere you allow Satan to stay, the kingdom of God cannot operate in your life. If you allow anything to dominate your life, that's not coming from God. Satan has full control. The kingdom of God cannot have power over 
But if you decide, I don't want that anymore. I want to be free. Then you will experience the power of the blood of Jesus. Then you will experience what is called salvation. The kingdom of our God. The power of his Christ. When you decide, no more darkness. I want light. You have been deceived. The deceiver was cast into the earth, right? Think about what happened after Adam and Eve received his deception. Look at where the world is today. The world is still deceived today. They say things that don't make sense. They believe in things that don't make sense. They're going the other way. Darkness. But once the devil is cast out, that's when you begin to experience the power of his Christ. The power of his Christ is always there for you. But you have to want it. Darkness never fights with light. There's never a great battle between light and darkness. Once light shows up, darkness disappears. <laughs> the amount of light you get depends on, I mean, the amount of light you get depends on the power of the light that you allow into your life. The more of Jesus you bring into your life. You know, you can have light and it's still a little dark. Have you been there? And you can't see very well because you're still allowing some darkness. Get rid of that. Then you will experience the power of his Christ. Then you will experience the power of the kingdom. Notice, the king was standing right there before Pilate. He had no idea. He had no idea he was looking into the face of God himself. He had no clue. You can be in a church and have been in a church all your life, but you have not made room for the truth. You have no light. You believe in lies from Satan and he's lying all over the world. Today, they are calling evil good and good evil. If I say as a pastor, uh, I think this homosexual stuff is wrong. And there's nothing like homosexual marriage. Well, well, uh, you are homophobic. Hear that? And no pastor wants to be called uh, uh, somebody who is just... I'm not afraid of them. If that's what you want to do, that's your business. I'm going to heaven. Amen? That's your business. But they make you feel so bad. For doing what's right. The deception is out there in the world. Satan is out. He's cast out. And the Bible says he knows he has a short time. So he's really busy. He's really busy. Trying to destroy man that was created in God's own image. But you can exempt yourself from that. Today. 
And all you have to do, I found a secret with God. And I'm going to share this with you. When there's something that I don't like in my life, and I know this is a struggle, I, I can't beat this. I go begging him, amen, can you help me with this? You know I don't like it. Can you help me? The next day, I come back again, begging him. He's the same thing. I'm going to come with this message sometime, talking about persistence in prayer. So important. Very important. I found out this weekend, my wife and I, when I was reading, I found out that I've always thought, you know, don't go back and ask God the same. Then I found out, no, it's a secret there. There's something, I don't, you know, when God says something, I don't have to understand it. I just accept it. Amen. It's truth. Go ask him. And then all of a sudden, he gives you a love for the right. Amen. And your ways turned. And you love to do what's right. He makes you feel good to do what's right. Why? The power of the kingdom at work in your life. You're totally transformed. Now you love what's right and you hate what's evil. Only God can do this. But it's the power of the kingdom of God. Every time Satan is cast out of a man's life, and, and you know, we're always talking about demons. No. Every time you deny Satan right into your life, he has to go. And once he leaves, light comes in. And when light comes in, the power of the Christ, the power of the cross of Jesus pours into your life and you change. And you may not even be aware that your life is changed until a few days later, your friends are saying to you, what's different about you? Has that ever happened? Let me put your hand up. Has that ever happened to you? That happened to me. What happened to you? You're different. And I'm saying, oh, really? Because you're not aware of it. Something new. Something, you're drunk with a different kind of wine. Amen. It's beautiful. Listen, let me confirm that with scripture. Jesus said in Matthew 12 verse 28, But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a demon leaves, the kingdom comes. When you cast out Satan, the kingdom comes. You embrace Satan, you will never experience the kingdom. You defend what's wrong, and Satan takes over. Because listen, it's a battle of words. It's a battle of words. Satan is putting out all kinds of words to get hold of our children. To say, well, your, your parents, they are old-fashioned. They don't understand the real life. When you grow up, you'll find out they really know the truth. Oh, yes. They really know. When they're talking to you, you don't want to hear. And guess what? He's the enemy behind it. If God opens our eyes to see Satan's activities on the earth, believe me, everybody will be in church on Sunday. I'm telling you. Everybody will be praying on church. I mean, he's busy. He holds meetings. Read Isaiah 54. Satan holds meetings about people's lives. How to manipulate the world. How to manipulate your life. How to destroy your marriage. How to destroy. But if you are part of God's kingdom, he hates the light. And the light shines in darkness. 
and the darkness cannot comprehend it. When you have light, Satan is totally powerless with regards to your life. You're free. Jesus is the light. The Bible tells us in John 1 verse 4 and 5, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And guess who Jesus is? I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. I love it. I'm very thankful to God. I don't compete with anybody. I'm very thankful to God that God gave me ears to listen to him. I know that there are people out there that don't believe that there is a God. That's your business. How can you believe? God doesn't bother with you when you don't believe in him. He's not going to show up to you. He says, draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. When you say there is no God and you don't allow him, he won't bother with you. But he bothers with those who believe in him. His kingdom with them. In him was light. The light was the light of man. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend it. The life is the light of man. You see, when the king lives inside of you, you are really alive. You know, I used to hear, you heard it, where the Jews say, I'm a completed Jew. Completed Jew. That's a Jew that has accepted Jesus as his savior. And they call themselves completed Jew. I found something in scripture. And I'm going to end with that. In Luke, let me say this. Let me go back a little bit. You know this Satan was called Lucifer before he came to the earth? Every time you change, God gives you a new name. He was Lucifer. Now God doesn't call him Lucifer anymore. He was the son of the morning. But he changed. And his name changed. Now he's called the deceiver. He's called Satan. He's called that old serpent. God doesn't refer to him much as Lucifer anymore. When something in you changes, God changes his name. That's what it is. Jacob's name was changed. Remember that? Yes. Even Abraham's name was changed to, Ab- Abraham, to Abraham. Sarah's name was changed. When you allow Satan in, your name changes. And for the children of God, you're different. I know God doesn't call you, you everyone calls you by your name. I'm called by my name. Good luck. I refuse to change the name. Because he gives me opportunity to talk to people. That's the name they called me when I was a kid. Good luck. Now, when you become a believer in the mind of God, you're a new creature. The Bible says that. You know you have a new name. That God calls you. 
Jacob's name was changed, right? And let me read this scripture so, so we can put it together. God speaking to Mary, he says, You will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And shall be called his, and you shall call his name Jesus. That name doesn't change. Amen. Because he never changes. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That name will never change. It stays the same. The power of that name is always the same. Will never change. Amen. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And look at this. And he will reign over the house of what? Did you know you are a part of the house of Jacob? Hello? And notice he said he will reign over the house of Jacob for where? Forever. Did you know you are now a Jew? No, kidding. <laughs> he reigns. That's part of his kingdom. And you are part of his kingdom. You are Jacob. Notice he called him Jacob. Right? But he actually changed his name to what? Israel. But that's where we start, right? When he rules, when we begin, we start from Jacob. But when we change, he will become what? Israel. You know, there are some Davids in this house. Yeah. As powerful a ruler like David. There are some Samsons in this house. I mean the good side of Samson, okay? The good side of Samson. Okay? The good side of Samson. We have those in this house. There are Elijah's here. We belong to the house of Israel. That's the kingdom forever. Your name has changed. Carry yourself that same way. Recognize it. And believe it. Because that's how you change. All God is asking, believe it. Believe that this is the case. And your life is going to be transformed. And the more you stay the same, just like Jesus stayed the same, following God, the more the power of the Christ you experience. The more the kingdom of our God you experience. It's a hidden kingdom. But when it manifests itself, they see it. When Jesus manifested the kingdom, they were coming from everywhere to see the manifestation of the true king from heaven. Bow your heads with me this morning. I pray with all my heart that everyone hearing my voice this morning are a part of this kingdom. But let me say this to you. Just like the word I believe the Lord gave to me, invest in this kingdom. Spend time with the word. Get to know more about the kingdom to which you belong. Let God minister his word to you. If you're here today, you see, 
The kingdom of God and we're coming. This is just the first sermon on this. The kingdom of God demands that you come in with total surrender. You can't have a part of yourself in God's kingdom and the other part in Satan's kingdom. You will not truly experience God. But today, you can totally abandon yourself and give yourself to the kingdom of God and see what God will do with your life. If you're here this morning and you haven't made a true commitment to Christ to follow him and to be a part of his kingdom, the Lord God is speaking to you today and is asking you, surrender your life, son. Surrender your life, daughter. Give your life to me. As the word came this morning, you've done it in your own way, but turn it over to the Lord today and let God take full control. At the count of three, if you want to surrender totally to God, say, God, I'm holding nothing back from you anymore. I'm going to go to you with everything that I have. If that's you, I need you to just put your hand up, not because I said so, but because He is looking to see your hand up saying, I surrender totally to you. Do that and let him uh, accept you and walk with your life. At the count of three, one, two, three. Put your hand up right now. Put your hand. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. I see. Thank you. Thank you. Would you all stand up with me today? You know, God is asking, he said something to me this morning. The time is very short. I don't know when. I'm not the type that will talk about time being short and Jesus coming. That's not me. Because I believe I have work to do. But I believe the time is really short. It's not when you will expect it. That's what Jesus said. You won't expect it. Nobody will be expecting it when the time comes. Live life like today is your last day. And it could be. Jesus may come back tomorrow. We don't know. Don't hold back and say, I'm going to do that some other time. I'm going to serve God better next month or next year. You may not have time. And I'm saying that not as a preacher. But believe me, this is the truth. My cry for you, every one of you, is not for church. I want you to be in heaven with the master. That's what is important to me. To be with him. And you can't get in. I find a lot of scriptures, as I was reading, a lot of scriptures that say, if we come into it, many will try to get in they will not be able to. I read that. It's frightening. We'll come into that next week. Be serious with this. And don't play church. Be serious with this. Give everything that you have to it. If it means to die, 
I've made up my mind, like I was saying to somebody in my office, please bear with me today, because this is really important. People just think, I go to church. That's not what's important. You need to know the master. You need to serve him. I know we talk about people coming to church maybe with a gun and they want to, they want to shoot somebody else. My reply is, you think that little metal you have in your hand can kill me? But if God allows you to kill me with that metal, you just promoted me. I go to a better place. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to die. But I'm not going till my time is. And nobody calls that. It's when I'm ready to go, that's when it's going to be. But if God allows it otherwise, that's for His glory and for my great promotion. But I encourage you, serve Him without holding back. This church, we have a lot of people that are serving, and I'm very grateful to God for you. But don't do it because of pastor or somebody else. That's silly. Do it because of Him. And He will speak to you when you open your eyes in the morning. That's what's important to me. It's about serving the master, Jesus. When I realized that that was God himself that went to the cross, as a young man in Africa, I realized that was God himself. It amazed me. How could God die? Why would he do that? I had to serve him. And if he gave it all for me, I'm willing to give him all. No pretense, no game. And when I struggle, I need his help. So I stay on that narrow path. Amen? Would you lift your hands up to the Lord this morning? And make a commitment. Tell him to help you. That's what it is. If your heart desires that, and that's what you really want, and something contrary is coming against your life, tell God, I don't want that anymore. I want something fresh, something new. Would you put your desire and passion to serve you in my heart? Would you do that, God? I want that. If that's what you want, Jesus won't turn you back. He has enough power in the kingdom to transform your life and to transform my life. But we have to go with everything that we have. Everything. No holding back. No holding back. It could be tonight and Jesus returns. What would you do then? What would you do? How can you turn back the clock? It's too late. We don't talk about that anymore. But this is the time. We have to give everything to the master. He died for us. He died for us. It's no church, you know, this is my church and all of that. That's children's games. We need to serve him. Amen. We let him know you as his child. That's what's important to me. Let God know me as his child. No, I go to church and that's my church. No, I want Jesus to personally know me as his child. And you can make that happen. If you surrender today, he will embrace you. And he has found a friend. Just, just like Abraham. And God will begin to walk with you. And talk to you. That's the God we serve. Let's be serious. He cost him his life. Amen. And put your hands up together with me this morning. And just tell him from your heart. God, I'm surrendering everything to you. I'm going to serve.
I'm going to sweat for your kingdom. I'm going to do, give time for your kingdom. I'm going to serve you. Not the church. Don't serve any church. Serve Him. Serve Him. Not a church, but Him. Yes, you will serve in the church, but it's Him you're serving. He will recognize it. Every penny, every time you give, He's recognized in heaven. And God will reward you for it. He doesn't fail. Father, we thank you for your mercy, O God, that you have mercy upon us. Thank you, Lord God. We pray for the whole of Cyprus, O God, where you've planted us. That everyone that's a part of this city will come to know you, whether they come here or not. We want them to know Jesus, the Son of the living God, to live for you, God, faithful to your cause. In the name of Jesus, you said, for this cause was I, I was born to bear witness to the truth. God, help us to take on that same cause. To bear witness to the truth. In your name. Be with your people today as they go. Shed your lights upon them. Let favor surround them as with a shield. And I declare according to the word of God. No weapon formed against them will prosper. And every tongue that's risen up. That's spoken against anyone here. That's hearing my voice today. Every demonic force against your life. I destroy and paralyze today. With the name of Jesus. And by the power of the Holy Spirit. They're dead in Jesus name. Come out and leave the people of God. So that they can serve God. Father we thank you. That your spirit is with us here today. And everyone here is blessed. No one is exempted. Everyone here is blessed. Because of your glory and because of your presence. Thank you God for these wonderful people of yours. Thank you God for these great people of yours. Thank you God that your kingdom is in your hearts, O oh Lord. And that kingdom is a powerful kingdom. They can do exploits. No one can stop them. Thank you God. They are great people for God. Thank you God that they are healed from everything that it's against your life. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.